This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design, servicing clients domestic and international. Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Our pal, John Padilla, is a true fanboy and unapologetic Batman enthusiast. John is also owner of JP Total Fitness based in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. As a personal trainer, he takes a practical and safe approach toward fitness goals. Throughout his professional years of experience, John has developed relationships with hundreds of clients, helping them achieve and meet their physical challenges. A family man, seasoned entrepreneur, and competitor, John understands the importance of time management, proper nutrition, and the no-nonsensical approach to guiding you through your journey. Go to www.jptotalfitness.com. .net today. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Roro Cakes, specialty baking, little bites of yumminess, and indulgences. Follow Roro Cakes at facebook.com slash Roro Cakes and place your order today. Last but not least, Pancake Studios cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios set at the heart of Brooklyn also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. Welcome back. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Cover your fanboy passion. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And we are always having fun here in Brooklyn, New York City at the lovely fun. Pancake Studios, operated and owned by one Jonathan Vergara. Hello, Jonathan. That's me. And of course, <coughs> the, Edward uh, Ng. Edward Ng, the... the uh, me, me, <laughs> the, all the, the, way. the high caloric intake Asian, but we'll go into yeah, that we're later. Yeah, we're not going to get into. <laughs> oh dear God, why? Fuel efficient Asian fuel men. Fuel, fuel efficient, efficient Asian, Asian I... men are the future, Ed. <laughs> Just remember that. All right, we, uh, we, we got into that really. Quick. We're not going to go no, into it. Gonna, <laughs> but you know, but you just can't throw that out and not get into it because we're talking about the sizes of of uh, oh, you know, like like James Wan, you know, right. First, we got into oh, there's this guy on YouTube. He does covers with a with a band called Scary Pockets on YouTube, and his name is like Kenton Chan Chang, mm-hmm. and he is freaking awesome. He does Amazing. a great cover of of uh, of uh, uh, Aretha Franklin. Say a little prayer for you, and then we got to James Wan, and I okay. said, hey, I think uh, I think small, I think uh, tiny, tiny Asian men. Are yeah, good. and if they're you if you if you they're have the future because. 
They uh, if you, they're very fuel efficient. If you have Jason stand next to James Wan, or and or even next to Amber Heard, he's still like this small. Yeah, he's a tiny guy. He's a tiny, a tiny guy, guy, and he's like, well, I mean, I never really conceived <laughs> Aquaman as uh, the as, as like uh, I never. My approach is never about like. He wears Fast a lot. Of, he wears a lot of scarves. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Scarves and the type of glasses he chooses. Uh, bringing up the director of Aquaman, Edward, though. Billion dollars. Yeah. First off, billion dollars. He's in the billion dollar club. And I, I'll total. I said, I think on our review, I said I thought it would get in spinning distance, but yeah, apparently I was proven wrong. It is, uh, wow. Yeah, about what? that. Like, so uh, there's this a bunch of Instagrammers mm-hmm. who are getting on John Campia's. Oh shit. yeah, you okay? Okay, I don't... because John Campia, like you, uh, said no, he's not going to make a billion dollars, right? And their social media is just nasty to just generally nasty, and they're like, "This idiot here, John Campia, you know, he's saying that he he hates he he uh, he's all about Marvel and he hates DC." First yeah, off, usual, you're an idiot nonsense. for that's that's the a, usual nonsense right. that goes on with that stuff. Um, but, but yeah, it, billion it dollars. Something it is something to say. I mean, uh, this character who uh, didn't not have the great pop culture, you know. Profile. Uh, we talking about James Wan. No, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not talking about this character. I'm oh, okay, about okay, okay. And you also have to look into it that also that, frankly, the DC uh, universe uh, films have this perception, which I don't. I honestly, at this point, you have to really go. What is it all about? Because they have only one financial flop. Well, I'll they tell you what one it's fine One thing that you could even come say comes close to being, oh, they didn't make any money, or at least they, or at least it was, it was so negative all around, and that's Justice League, the film that introduced mm-hmm. this version of Aquaman, I might add, and yet he still ends up making a billion dollars. Well, what have I, uh, what did I tell you the other day? Because um, um, my wife and I we rewatched it, and <laughs> and I said I said to you this I said, Jen. Is is tearing up to the ending where uh, uh, Atlanta comes to Tom Curry, it runs into his arms at the end. Uh, uh, Nicole Kidman running into Tamora Morrison's arms, and she's tearing up. And and it th- th- goes to show the movie. And you said what? The movie was not made for for guys like you. Yeah, yeah. it's and made. That for- they knew what they were doing. They made they made this incredibly strong four quadrant film with a wide appeal. And by contrast, like John and I, we were like when we were watching in the theaters, those moments with the explosions, the cheesiness of the explosions, they were about to kiss. These two douchebags are kissing in the, in, in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in, in a battlefield. And we're looking at each other like, what the yeah. hell is going on here? You know, yeah. but again, no one else cared. Ed. It was just you, yeah. just, just you, just you. And, just you and, well, yeah. There, and there no, has no, to be this a very it's a very, you know, it's it's superhero stuff. And people don't I think that. My theory is absolutely 100 correct. I I think Juan said, I am going to embrace every single trope and cliche, but just do them the best that I can. And that yeah. somehow by embracing them th- at, that way, I will transcend them. And it won't be at, it won't be as like sigh inducing or like, oh, OK, I guess this is, we're doing this type of thing because the rest, everything else just gels. It's a film that I think does for. I think it's great. For the most part, really, really gels. Really, really I gels. Give it like a seven point five. 
10. Okay, all right. Now, yeah, now, 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 we didn't get into the whole... Um, <laughs> w- one of the things that that's, we didn't really didn't get into in, in our last show was... Did, did you guys miss the, the Africa like cover? The Pitbull Africa the Pitbull jam Afri- that they had jam in the there. It's like, do-do-do-do-do. Like, it's like, a, well, you know, um, uh, uh, redhead, like, uh, so where where we go next? We go to, that, to Sahara. To that, to that ocean of, of sand your people call. Of Sahara. The Sahara. <laughs> and then suddenly, there we are, okay. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> the thing is, the last few years, there's been an Africa moment. Yeah. Going but back to one of my favorites, uh, the Budweiser commercial. What was that? Oh no, that's Lionel Richie. There's dancing in the street. Okay, <laughs> monkey wrench, got it. Anyway, so no, like they, uh, Africa's been a very popular song. It's had this weird comeback, like I'd say since like 2015 or so. Can I tell you? I thought Toto was black, and thanks for showing me that video. <laughs> <laughs> We're in John, John, it's for real, for real. Did you think Toto was a black man? Yeah, because it grew so amazingly. Like, they have to be black. There's no way there's a bunch of like... Now, how do you feel guys. now that you know? Because now, now prior to the show, like, m- ladies and gentlemen, prior to the show, in prep for Jonathan, we were like, okay, we're this is what we're going to have these bits about Toto. We showed him Africa. We showed him Rosanna. They shattered your life. You, you're like, I can't believe. I'm in pieces. I'm in pieces. I don't even think I want to be a music it, But it's the thing. Right. <laughs> That's it. Closing it down. <laughs> he's going to be on the corner. Close it down. Start, he's going to ask random people. He's going to be like, did you know that Toto was white? <laughs> Just oh, saying. Man. I don't want to blow your minds, guys. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nah, man. They ain't right. <laughs> okay, so. Super Jim here yeah. saying there's a couple of guys that down fooled me. <laughs> they can have my cornbread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, Toto Africa has become this thing suddenly in like the last three years. And we were trying to figure out like where, at what point. And you mentioned, uh, well, I said Park, Stan Smith. Right, you said Stan Smith. They had it in, in, uh, on, in on American on, Dad. On American Dad. And then they, they, they featured it in South Park very famously. And then you went even way deeper than that, South Park. And you're correct. I think I think you're correct. Yeah, the member berries they had. They had that. And the thing is, now I work at a job where I'm uh, right next door to a club right now. And their <laughs> bass and their, their the music they play at nights, it, and they're, 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 they're rocking until like 4 a.m. in the morning. Is the whole entire lobby of where I work? Sh- it, sh- it shakes. Wow! It's all night long. What's this club? I it's called know. Gospel. It's on uh, Lafayette and Prince in Soho, Manhattan. Thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> so, so Not like, a sponsor. so like they play Africa all the time. These people are grooving out to it, and I don't, I don't know. And that's Toto's Africa. Toto's Africa. Not, not, Re- a remix, not Reezer. Not anyone else's. Not, not. Uh, 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 Pitbull, uh, Rivers like, Cuomo, and uh, where are they from, by the way? We don't know <laughs> they, uh, because we've not bothered. Like I honestly have not bothered to to, to do this because so I, I said to Ed, I said, you know, I'm listening to a little bit of this Toto, and it's like, are they English? Maybe I think maybe they're English, and you know, let's shit? not let's. If, if they're, like from West they're from Los Angeles, my friend. Oh, brother! American band from the uh, nine and seventy six, Los Angeles. Okay. Wow. Uh, music styles combine elements of pop, rock, soul, funk, progressive rock, hard rock, R&B, blues, and jazz. And it shows. Be one of the greatest bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I think I. They're really great. They're, they're musicianship is fantastic, but you have to ask, what is the reason? What is the what? Yeah, what is what's going on? What's their thing? Well, no. What is the what is the pop culture thing that now suddenly this song? I I refuse to believe that people of a certain age, and I mean, and I'm looking at you, Jonathan. I'll tell you something that's really sad. There was a Kanye West uh, music video with Paul McCartney in it. Oh, my God. And I read uh, Twitter comments like, Kanye West is the nicest guy on earth. He's like, he's even given this, like, random old guy a chance. Oh, yes, I remember, yeah. So when I read that, I was like, damn it. <laughs> but, but I think that that's what it is with the Toto yeah, thing. Yeah. I think that there's this, it started out as this weird Semi-ironic. Ironically in a farce. And then it has turned into something else because there are memes out there. There's all this sort of stuff. And I go like, Toto, you guys really are embracing Toto. Well, I I asked you, I said, like, because for me, Africa, when I listen to Africa, I listen to it. I hear it ironically, right? It's a a farce. It's a joke. But for you... Not for you. I think it's. I've always thought it's a <laughs> cool song. It's a. It's a great little pop confection. It's an earworm. You said you've been. You're singing it. You know, around the house while you're doing chores now. For you know. Yet for some reason, it's always considered not quite it the Stones, the, not quite yeah, Clapton or whatever. Eighties. It's the eighties. Yeah, I think. It came of age in, in the eighties, so. It feels it has this automatic. Oh, there's a kitsch factor to it, almost. But I think it's a it's a nice. Little but yet, contrary to contrary contrary to what we watched, the video, <laughs> the video for Africa, which which I don't know what's going on. Okay, so <laughs> let's get to it. It starts off with a globe. Okay, uh, Zach Galifianakis is apparently. Yes. Trying to good-looking Zach Zach He's trying to get into Africa He's because a- the weird thing is it's a library, but the <laughs> super sexy and she is absolutely sensual. You know this model, this 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 uh, African this- models there, and she's stamping passports as well. So it's a library slash border <laughs> section or something. I don't understand. <laughs> So you're saying that that you're not incorrect (laughs) because you know why? Hold on, hold on. You're not incorrect because the band is playing somehow. They've shrunken and they're playing on a book that says Africa. And then out of nowhere, uh, a black tribal guy throws a spear, spear and and you see the the jungles creeping in. Yeah, it's something. What's in the plants and the ivy? Right. Uh, So so good looking Zach Galifianakis (laughs) is. Is pondering perusing, on like he's perusing these things. Him from from the real one, we 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 say the good looking. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But he's pondering on. I must research Africa. Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, he's looking for all of these books. And, and oh, but he also and you're has like a, he has a what? No, Dewey, Dewey, where's the Dewey, uh, Dewey de- decimal system? Dewey decimal system. <laughs> So he's got a torn page also, and we see there's a book with the page torn out, in the ca- and it suspiciously looks like the African warrior who's you never really see full-bodied, who's creeping outside this apparently TSA slash library. <laughs> well, the, the really hot black librarian secretary, she keeps... She keeps playing with her horn. She keeps she keeps uh, playing with her horn rim glasses. Right. Yeah. And it's like I want to do this guy so bad. I guess. And I'm like, what's going on here? What is going? What's going on here? The 
I guess, mythical African warrior, throws a spear, knocks over all of the... A all, kerosene lamp? A kerosene lamp that's on top of books? Of <laughs> <laughs> that has lights and, and chandeliers? Now, how many... Okay, you would know better. How many singers are there? I don't know! <laughs> I don't know because we'll sh- we'll shift gears to their other hit Rosanna, Rosanna, which and I believe, in all honesty, I believe. As I was watching the the video again, I said, "Okay, if you count all the people playing instruments and singing in the Rosanna music video, which by the way, like the theme of the Rosanna video is gangs, right? It's like you know, like jets and sharks kind of stuff. You know, it's the grease." Um, Toto is its own gang. No, they're not. Toto is its own gang. There's like ten of these guys. <laughs> well, if you if you count the horn players, okay. We we have to preface it. Everything takes place on the same lot as <laughs> as Lionel Richie's All Night Long. That's the same spot where the cop was twirling his nightstick. Okay, it happened right there. <laughs> and also, uh, West Side Story. But as you can see. You have the Jets and the Sharks. You have Rosanna, who you say is an is is a. I think she was a professional ballerina of some kind. Yeah. Right, but the song was written for. Oh, the song was written for apparently Rosanna Arquette, who had hooked up with one of the members of Toto. <laughs> we don't know which one. I haven't identified. It. I haven't bothered to research. That. I think it's Zach Galifianakis. You think it's a Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> He's. I just hope it wasn't. Vampire, vampire, Ron. vampire around Jeremy. Because well, you know, uh, <laughs> there's this one shot in it where there's this horrible lighting on one of the singers, and it is. It's he's like, looking at an angle. He's looking at an angle, and he's got the mustache, and it's like that's that's Ron Jeremy meets Bella Lugosi right there. That's. They're all gonna have to shave their beards. Their careers are gonna be over very soon. Uh, on the contrary, if you look at look, if you go to their Wikipedia, <laughs> all right, look, look, that guy. And he still has his mustache. He still has what? the mustache. Okay. God bless him. He's that's and that's that John. Recent picture. That's no. That's Vampire Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Why does he look younger He's, now? Oh, I, he looks younger now. <laughs> than he did uh, in the video. Steve Lukather, uh, uh, in Germany, and he he still looks like. Vampire Ron Jeremy. Because he's been drinking the blood of the innocents, guys. He Don't you get it? Great, uh, <laughs> but uh You yeah. know what, Ed? You know what, Ed? I think when we start looking up when we start <laughs> looking up m- the Man modern memory. pictures of Toto, you've got to hold the line. We're done. We're Thank done. you. Thank you. We made an agreement that if we ever got into hold the line on the show, we'd end it right away. <laughs> Hold a line. <laughs> Love is now getting into things that are actually connected <laughs> to superhero comic books and things of that nature. Um, yesterday, literally yesterday, as we were going to see the film we're going to review today, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which we had no plans on. We, yeah, we'll, it was, it, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. how why 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 we're doing it's it right now. Suddenly, Ed is like, "Okay, I'm coming to come pick you up," and I said, "Hold on, man." <laughs> they they literally just dropped the trailer for the Sony Marvel Spider-Man Far From Home movie that's coming out. And as everyone knows, this is the sequel to uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And so uh, yesterday, Ed and I, Ed's going to pick me up and we, we get this Far From Home trailer dropped. <laughs> and uh, I guess karma, because we, we were going, you were picking us up to go see... Spider-Man 
Into the Spider-Verse. So, having seen this uh, new trailer, I'd like to get what everyone thinks about this. I'll start with John, since he's the freshest since he saw it. Just minutes ago. Just minutes ago. Right. So, having seen it, what what's your take on it uh, overall? Um... I don't know. It's it's Peter Parker goes to Europe, you know, and uh, Peter Spider Man's European vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't know. Like I'm. Whoa! Look, is Cherry Chase in this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, National Lampoon. This. Um, I'm just. Uh, you're gonna. Everyone's gonna hate me right now. Go go for it. saying this, but <sighs> Nick Fury. Okay. Really. Okay. Well, why? You're finding that a little whatever, right? I'm just Under- saying he just shows he just shows up out of the shadows for well, everybody. Yeah, but that's Nick he, Fury, though. That's <laughs> Nick Fury, but I I just kind of want him to like fight uh, the Sandman or something. You know? Okay, I hear. You. Oh, fine, that's fine. I want more classic Spidey. Oh, friendly neighborhood Spidey. Yeah, is what is uh, okay, uh, which Edward? is what we got, which is what you um. So you're wait, hold up, but you're what you're asking for is from the first film. For the first Tom Holland film, right? The yeah. one where he's in Queens and he's fighting against Vulture. Yeah. Okay, now for me, I look at this and I go, the trailer itself is a little underwhelming, but at the same time, uh, I'm going to watch a hell out of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that, uh, unlike you, I feel um, it's about time that Fury recognizes, or just generally, he's recognized as an Avenger. Now, that said, why is it underwhelming to me? Because this all happens post um, uh, the next Avengers movie. I, you know what, Ed? I'll challenge you on that. Okay, go on. I don't think it does happen post Avengers. Okay, and now you're not the first one to say it. I have a, I don't know, because there was this whole talk about, oh well, Spider Man, the, the Spider Man Homecoming sequel will take place begin minutes after the second, but it doesn't quite track because here's the truth. The truth is. Spider-Man is brought in by Tony Stark in Civil War. Yeah. He gets the suit, Mm -hmm. right? He fights with them in Germany. Spider-Man Homecoming takes place... Comes home. ...immediately after Civil War. In Infinity War, when Falcon shows up and, you know, and the rest of them show up to meet Rhodey, Cap and Natasha and the rest of them, they make a point of saying, it's been two years since, Right? It has been two years since Civil War. So that means, and Spider-Man is in Infinity War. Mm. So the Spider-Man we see in Infinity War is two years older than the one we saw in Homecoming. Therefore, therefore, <laughs> it takes us I in between. I think that this movie, actually, I think that there was a screw-up along the way or someone. I think that this movie sidesteps all of the, oh, Spider-Man died and came back, sidesteps the Infinity War stuff. I think it, it's, it's a direct sequel to Homecoming. I don't think it's... And you know what? I that's me. I, I would buy it because um, I was listening to, to Collider yesterday's uh, program mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, this morning and they're kind of saying the same thing. It's like... Uh, or they're throwing other things like maybe it's a different uh, alternate whatever. universe or whatever. Whatever. But, but like, uh, anything, anything else about the... the, 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 the uh, yeah. You know, I mean... Uh, okay, well, Jake Gyllenhaal. Did you, did you have an opinion of that, John? As Mysterio. Mysterio, by the way, and if, if uh, for... For your average guy who has average person who does not read comic books, Mysterio is a master of illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Special effects artist Quentin Beck. Right. So 
yet you see a uh, Hydro Man. Maybe, whatever, maybe, yeah. but again, whatever the case is, you know. Um, now, Jonathan, what was your take on that? And we had to explain that to you. Right, right, right. He looks like Soki, Snooki. No, Soki. I have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, what, what's <laughs> that? What, I mean, what's that for? Snooki. He looked like he had a bad tan. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Snooki. There you go. Snooki. Snooki from where? From uh, Thor. Oh Loki! Loki. Oh, Loki. Jesus Christ oh, Almighty! Man. Are you watching Vikings? Is that what you're watching? Yeah. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about uh, Jersey Shore at the same okay. time. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it kind of looked like that. And I have a lot of love and respect for Jake Gyllenhaal. And I'm not saying doing superhero work degrades you or anything, but like for me. But I'm see, saying the superhero work degrades. You. And I, I kind of lost like. I kind of lost a little respect for the man. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. I disagree. Um, now, Jake Gyllenhaal is a re- is a great actor. Really serious. I think he's a very he's a very he's a dramatic. Actor. He's a very strong actor, and um, uh, I think that. Have you seen him in Brokeback Mountain? Well, yeah. I mean, whatever. How can you go from whatever, Brokeback Mountain to this? Because <laughs> again, <laughs> it's because again, it's just a trailer. We're not getting the full picture of what's really going on. We don't even know when this take, takes place, mm. for sure. Um, having Mysterio in here, it really will throw you a curveball of some of, of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as far as who the villain is, who he's fighting. Well, all sorts of things within the story, because it's like literally a master of illusions. Well, mm. what event or thing is transpiring on that the audience is being shown is is actually happening in the mm. story or is it him pulling a fast one or something like that? And now, now that thing- is an interesting thing, uh, I think, for a smaller bore story, myself. Uh, but no, you continue with what you Okay, Okay, one more thing is um, uh, having May have already know, her, has already known about Peter's... Per the, per the ending of, home, right? of, of Homecoming, yeah. Right. Um, so, and then, of course, I think it's cute that her and Happy are, are having some kind of thing going on. And how does Marissa still look like that? But that's besides the point. <laughs> um, I, again, I'm I'm just still ec- ecstatic and excited, to, and I, I'm going to watch the hell out of it because I really enjoyed the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, is, has slowly crept up as my Spider-Man. Okay, okay. So, but, any, but okay, but, uh, your turn. <laughs> uh, I, I'm in agreement with you, Ed, that it is... It's kind of, as a trailer, its effect on me is kind of like, okay, this exists. It didn't, like, knock my socks off. But, as I often will say, content-wise, what they showed me uh, makes me, does make me want to go see the film. Now, that what I mean by that is, is that in terms of the, the, the story told by the trailer, the, um, the beats, the editing, all the rest, it doesn't... It it didn't like drive me crazy on that level, but with a story that what as, acting simply as here's what the next movie is going to be about, and here's the material in it. Uh, I liked it. I like what I'm seeing. Um, That's another thing. A uh, little bit of detail. Uh, the the big check that hap the happy's holding okay. is signed by Pepper Potts. But. Gotcha. Okay, good. And so we have this sort of thing where it's the sequel to Homecoming. It's the continuation of Spider Man, uh, and. I really like the idea. There are a lot of fans who are like, well, I don't, well, you're taking them out of New York. And I'm going, every Spider-Man film uh, except this one. <laughs> All right? Spe- and that means specifically Spider-Man film. Well, I know that he appears in Germany in Civil War. 
But every Spider-Man proper film up, up until now has peas in New York City. And I've seen that. Uh, as a comic book guy, one of my favorite things is always taking these guys out of their, their milieu and putting them into, you know, a different environment. Something where you change things up. And this is Spider-Man Peter growing up. He's on a trip by himself. And, you know, obviously superhero shenanigans have to uh, have to follow him. And as a teaser, it doesn't have to go much deeper than that. Um, I will have to say that I'm pretty sure there's more than Mysterio in this. Just as... There is more than the vulture in Homecoming. Uh, you know, they had Tinker, which they I, had I believe Keaton is casted in in this season. Yeah, and, and right. I do want to see how, yeah. how what they're going to do with that. I, I'm I'm really surprised that they'll keep those threads going. That, uh, but you made me lose my train of thought, man. <laughs> throwing in. Okay, a- <laughs> regardless, um, it's the sort of thing where. Uh, I like what I'm seeing. I hope it's a lot of fun. Uh, I hope it continues a lot of the different uh, uh, threads of character stuff that we had from Homecoming. And um, but as a trailer, it didn't really like. It didn't wow me. And I hope the second one is has a little more oomph and a little more specifics of the plot character. Oh no, here's where I wanted to go. Okay, what I wanted to say was that I'm not sure that Mysterio, regardless of who's playing him is necessarily the kind of character that can carry his whole movie. No. Um, And I think a story with him probably should have been in a little small bore. You know, Mysterio, you know, <laughs> um, attacking London seems a little out of place for him, yeah. the way, my, the way yeah. I think of the character. Yeah. Now, Mysterio robbing a place or Mysterio wanting to get revenge against one person and Spider-Man standing, that makes a little more sense, mm. but eh, it is what it is. It is what it is. It, it, it is what it is. Uh, I, what I'm hoping for, actually, is is that he, John said he didn't like the inclusion of Fury, right? Now, I kind of hope that Fury is there for more than just, you know checking off something off of Sam Jackson's contract. In the comics, Peter's parents, and I know people are saying, oh, I don't want to see the parent thinking. The web films didn't even follow the comics. In the comics, Peter's family, his, his mother and father, have government jobs. They worked uh, as intelligence assets. And they were killed in that capacity. Suddenly, boom, here's Nick Fury showing up in this movie. The head of Shield. Is it possible that they're going to reveal something like that? That they're okay. going to say All right, that's, Peter's, Peter's yeah. mother and father died on a Shield case of mm-hmm. some kind, perhaps connected to the story. Who mm-hmm. knows? And Fury is seeking him out now mm-hmm. to help out or make amends or something along those lines. I have to have a better reason for Fury to be there when than just than just hey, here's my yeah, here's yeah. a cameo. Acting, act, yeah. you, you got to get these darn gun spiders off this <laughs> gosh darn plane. <laughs> gosh darn plane. <laughs> <laughs> here again like again just it's just a teaser and i i don't want to get too into it but i'm going to get into it because my whole thing is as far as we know from from the mcu standpoint peter parker is dead and we know he's coming back right, right. 
Um, and then, of course, the argument that when does this movie take place? Um, you see the backdrop of Grand Central and back the old I, Avengers Tower. I nearly said Baxter Building, <laughs> the old Avengers Tower. But it seems like it's, the city's always in repair or something. So <laughs> maybe it's life. like post destruction um, from whatever. Was it the battle that took place? Um, uh, the 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 Chitari battle, or is it from uh, uh, from like you know when Thanos attacked? Uh, the city again, you know, like that whole thing. Um, but again, I, I don't know. I don't know, okay. but I'm I'm on. Sign me up, you know. So. All right. So, yeah, there's the uh, into uh, not there's our uh, Spider-Man Far From Home uh, trailer review. Now, as anyone who clicked on to the link knows, this is our Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse spoiler review discussion. Now, this had... This movie had slipped through the cracks for me, slipped through the cracks for you, slipped through the cracks for John, but it has been very well received by fans and critics, and it's this movie that has apparently had a, a certain amount of legs to it, because it opened, when did it open it? Uh, release date, the 1st of December. Oh, really? It was more, oh, um, I was, uh, yeah, you have, well, that, that's the opening, right? The, 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 um, but they, I think it was generally released on the 14th. Okay. Either way, it was early December. Okay. All, All right. right. So, um, with a runtime of 117 minutes. Okay. With a budget of 90 million. Okay. And it, it's it's already made 303.1 million. So it made bank. It made it. it it's a it's a. Now again, we're dealing in a world with Aquaman making a billion, and all mm -hmm. these other films get judgment. And also, it's an animated film, which for whatever reason we know still has a certain stigma to it. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, if it's not Pixar or Disney. Uh, people t still tend to go, ah, I don't know if I want to go see that myself, uh, you know. So I can put it this way. It doesn't have the same appeal for single people. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Um, regardless, everyone's talking about this movie online. Everyone's talking about, oh, this is a really great, it's really satisfying. My friends, I have like plenty of friends who are like, you need to see this movie. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're doing the show. Because again, this when I had to plan out what okay. 2019 was going to look like. This was not... Was not in the plan. Not in the plan. And it's the sort of thing where I think I, even I had a certain dismissiveness of it because, in all honesty, when I heard that they were doing a Miles Morales animated movie at Sony, I felt, okay, that's probably... All that is is there... It's going to be like what happened with Star Wars The Clone Wars or a number of uh, CGI animated films that were really just marketing for a show you know that here's the here's this here's this thing and later on it's going to be on nickelodeon or it'll be a a, a, a kid's show streaming on a on one of the platforms I, that's kind of was like okay fine they're just, that's what sony doing instead it comes out and everyone's talking about it and i do feel i told you when we came back from it, it does still have a certain feel that it might have originally started as the pilot or the first the story in itself is the f first arc or whatever for a series but i could see it starting like that and then the execs going wait oh no you guys have got something here what you've got going here is something really interesting really cool a lot of fun let's let's bulk this up let's chop it up a little and condense it into a film that's what it feels like to me but uh it's a first of many's, uh, I think, for 
superhero films in general. This is a, a they're doing the alternate universe versions, and in this case, the star of this is Miles Morales. So here's the first uh, Afro Latino uh, Spider Man. Up there on the big screen, it's a movie that is about alternate universes, so mm. in a way, I kind of think that Marvel, Sony have beaten DC to the punch of multiverse kind of stories. And it's, I'll just say it, it's, it's really... It's mind-blowing. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I think especially because it balances out the thing of, it's definitely a four-quadrant and it can appeal to the, to the masses. But then... It as an old time comic book hand, it it they there's stuff they do in this where I go, this touches my soul. <laughs> they cry, tears, excitement, the whole night thing. I was 14 years ago, years old again, watching this. And even as a a, a comic book fan with having very little knowledge of Miles Morales, mm-hmm. uh, by then I'd already stopped. And same here, I'm not I'm not going to pretend that I comics. knew Ultimate Spider Man all that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going. Yeah, I don't have an affinity to, or I've had to say, is there a real difference between Miles Morales and 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 Peter Parker? Uh, not really, but at the same time, I can appreciate what what's going on. Uh, I just want to quickly get into um, the directorship of this yeah, movie. Yeah, three directors. Three directors: Bob Persichetti, Persichetti, uh, who of uh, Puss in Boots fame. These guys are already like old hands at animation. Okay, um, Peter Ramsey. Uh, Rodney Rothman. Uh, Ramsey is uh, Rise of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Uh, Rodney Rothman, who has a hand at writing scripts for The Grudge, The Grudge Match, 22 Jump Street, which yeah, okay. I am yes. a fan of. And and of course, uh, Lord, Lord Miller. Miller were involved as producers, and was it uh, Lord or Miller who, did the, who wrote the screenplay? Um, yeah, and also for, for Lego the Movie. Right, yeah, but no, in this film, who who wrote Lord oh, Miller? The, uh, the screenplay, yeah, Phil, Phil Lord, Phil Lord, and uh, Rodney Rodney Rothman. Okay, but so, it seems, like, but based on our research, Lord and Miller were the ones who were kind of first pitching this yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. So now, uh, it's got so it's got a very good um, how, how do you use pedigree in terms of the behind the scenes stuff, but it's still you know it's kind of a risky thing. Um, there's also the we can't deny the behind the scenes parts of this. You know, we all know that Sony had to was forced into this partnership with Marvel for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and you can look at this as being some sort of kind of like a weird stopgap thing, where they were thinking, okay, let maybe maybe who knows maybe the decision was let Marvel have a live-action Tom Holland as their Spider-Man, and he he you know will share the rights and everything, and he can be will co-produce live-action movies. But here's something: let's try and build an audience for this character. And we can still call it Spider-Man. Legally, they can, but it's our Spider-Man. What seems to me that... It's the Sony Spider-Man. Right. By, let's say, by the beginning of 2018, right, They um, there's that clause saying that if you know, that Sony needs to keep pumping out Spider-Man. Well, I, I'm not sure that that matters in terms of the, their... you got to remember, they're on a, like a three or four deal, a movie deal with Marvel. With Marvel. Par- partnership. Which still does not, I don't think, still has to be re-upped. Mm-hmm. I think they could renege. I think there could be a dis- dissolution of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they because, would, but because they're still, it's still contractually that's how it is. Because another project that we we haven't even discussed, nor do we, I don't feel, need to discuss, discuss is Venom. Okay, yeah. And they made no. 
But I'm saying this is, is that this is no, you're right. This right. brings up an interesting thing because they and now have a bon- They have a bona fide hit with Venom. They have a bona fide hit with this mm-hmm. film. They they can look at that and say we can do these things on our own without Marvel, mm-hmm. and be successful again. So what does that mean for again? Well, you know, will they will they say, yeah, let Tom Holland continue to be Spider-Man for ten years? We'll keep reupping mm-hmm. that that contractual um, uh, a cooperation, or will we? Uh, oh no, no, we fixed our problems. We can have Spider-Man back. Totally take him out of the MCU. I don't know. Um, but regardless of what factors brought us this film i'm very happy for them because it's it's a it's a wonderful movie it's 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 fun it's emotional um it's action-packed it is incredibly incredibly funny and no i won't complain about there being incredibly incredibly funny stuff because spider-man's supposed to be incredibly incredibly funny lighthearted yeah and it's supposed to have that aspect to it and it doesn't take away from it because as all Spider-Mans, and that's what one of the funny things I'm going to point out about this film, Peter Parker stuff is always, should always have a lot of humor, but also a lot of soap opera over-the-top drama. A lot of irony. Uh, you know, well, um, and an interesting thing about this movie is, talking about multiverses, the truth is, the quote-unquote real Spider-Man, the Spider-Man who is, as most people think of him... <laughs> Honestly, doesn't appear in this movie, but this might be Said the most perfectly. Spider-Man movie ever made. For a moment, I thought you were gonna say, "The bl- is the blonde Spider-Man." Like, no, but then you said, "Doesn't even appear." Yeah, right. So it's whoever is your you think is your Spider-Man. Yeah. He might be in this. In this, he, he or she might be in this movie. I don't, see, I don't I, see. See, I know. And by the way, that is a, a part of a message thing in the film. But I know, in terms of just classic Spider-Man, Spider-Man, no, Spider-Man, the photographer who you know romances Mary Jane and is a young man. Remember, let's remember. You know, Aunt May, all that. He doesn't really. And the closest we get to sort of a classic version of that is. Sad sack middle aged Spider Man or approaching middle aged Spider Man in his forties. Um but even he's not that's not classically Spidey. Um I'll tell how I think that that could actually that did appeal to me as an old time Spider Man fan. But I think they pulled something off amazing here. Uh so Ed, general thoughts, how you're feeling on the films, good, bad, and different. What did you, what did you come away with this movie? Okay. And as someone who always says you're not a Spider Man fan. And I said I've said before, I'm not a Spider Man fan. And um but I had a hell of a time watching this movie. And when I came out, I really couldn't figure out how to put in words. I mean, I just said straight down, I'm like, this is the future of filmmaking. And then you guys were like, well, What does that mean? And I'm saying I think stylistically, I'm looking at the future of how animation is to be treated. Okay. Um, but it's also very. It's, one more time. What, what does, that, does mean? that mean? I, again, <laughs> the future. It's very. It's very gray. It's very informed. But Always in motion is the future. <laughs> but like, but. That they Ed, am I going to interpret this here? I'm no, the, no, no, I'm no, no, Ed no, no, no. Does no, it no. mean like what you're saying that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. This is the this for a comic book movie. 
Uh, and not that dissimilar to something that's not, not comic book, which is uh, Lego the movie, and it shows because it's it's a Phil and Lord driven thing. Um, this is very meta. It's very be, be, uh, very meta. Maybe it's and and the whole fact that it's a multiverse sort of thing. Um, okay, and, but does that? What does that mean in what you said though? How is how is it doesn't it, function? Does meta mean that's the future of animation? That's no, that's a few. Meta is it, to me. I think it's 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 the future of filmmaking in general. In general, commentary within within the constructs of something that's art. Okay, you know, it's very yeah, post, very very before, very before. And we'll, we've yeah, always had that. Like like what? We've though? always had that. Before. Like what? Like what? My my God, Ed, meta commentary is something we always talk about here on this show. No, but like. Is in a, in a form in the form of a of, of a movie though, a uh, comic book. Did movie. you see? Did you see Deadpool and its sequel, Ed? Uh. <laughs> uh, Ed, d- the deconstruction that has happened yeah. across the yeah, board but that's that's because dead, that's Deadpool the character too, you know. But Ed, I mean, I understand what you're saying. You're right. See, if you're not I incorrect. Would say, if I if I would say about the future of animated thing, I think it's the fact that this was took advantage of the medium. Yeah, and what you could do with so much variety within one project. Well, let's take, for example, the, and you were saying like, um, the th- uh, thought balloons and inner, di- uh, inner right. monologues, uh, inner, inner monologues that we hear from the characters. You don't get to see that a lot. Mm. And generally you're like, no, this is what they should have been doing from the get go. From superhero movies, from superhero the, movies. The, you know, Kevin Smith has said this where it's like the fact that you don't get the inner monologue. Mm has you know which has always been a part of comic books even when they decided we're going to be highfalutin and we're not going to have actual thought balloons they still had the first person narration yeah right? yeah. and most of these movies don't have that and i think that that honestly is something that i know we live in a world where everyone shouts the shouts the mantra show don't tell show don't tell well, to, and it's like, superheroes are the. But I can weird understand the difficulty, thing. especially if you're doing um, a, a kind of a live action comic book movie, and this is not live action; it's animated, right? So, because how would that how would that show if you're doing a live action movie? Would it be like the octagon? He knows my every move, my every move. Yeah, but Ed, or even Ed, like in, even had, like but, in but, Dune, but Ed, movies have like, had voiceover narration going back to the '30s. I understand that. You know what I mean? I get so that. I don't see why that has always been something that. Hasn't been taken in super, but and this film did it, mm. and, it's, and did and it's stylistically incredibly done. well with this with this great style. Uh, and uh, I, man, I just whew. the down to the Kirby crackles where an anvil dropping mm-hmm. um, uh, to how it used to be when they did it on on the sixty six Batman show, right? Mm-hmm. Pow, boom, right? You yeah. saw the onomatopoeias or whatever you want yeah, to call yeah. them, right? They the, those were up there. And uh, and it was done very effectually, and to see it done in that style, and it's also done with uh, computer animation, and I don't know what you call that style. It's it's like a neo rotoscope where you take frames from f- a film frame and then you animate over over that yeah, that's, sort of that's like rotoscoping. It had a weird aspect that it would. Like I said, they they use a lot of different they use a lot of different styles in the computer yeah. animated film. But there was also like a claymation aspect. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was yeah. There, there were times I said, "Is this stop motion?" I mean, seriously, I was like, <laughs> "Is this stop motion? What's happening here, or not?" Uh, very detailed, which I think might come from mm. Lord Miller and some of these other directors who worked on things like Lego and stuff like that. Now, um, 
back to I treat this very different from any other comic book movie. And because and, and I, I know plenty of people who go already who say this is the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. Well, to me, it's a very different Spider-Man movie that I've ever seen. Uh, it's a very different movie, period, that I've ever seen. Um, and this is and what I what do I mean about that? Um, again, because who, your who you think is Spider-Man isn't or may not may or may not be necessarily in this movie. My Spider-Man definitely was not in this movie, <laughs> right. but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate and love what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved. I, this is the weirdest thing in the world for me. Like uh, uh, Nick Nick Cage, who plays Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> I love this character. I loved him in this character. Um, a guy who can't conceive what color is goes back to his dimension. It brings back brings, brings back, back the, the Rubik's, Rubik's cube. cube. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> Spider Ham. So, Spider Ham. Yeah, uh, uh, Mulvaney. Yeah, I, I know who I know. I uh, John John Mulaney, who John Mulaney, uh, right. a well-respected, one of the funniest comedians uh, yeah, that right. I know. Uh, I know who Spider Man Ham. I know who Spider Ham is. Right, Peter Porker. Not a lot of people do. Uh, people know who Spider Ham is. Now they will. Now they will. Uh, were there anything? Is there any drawbacks in the movie that you were not crazy about? Um, it's a party, man. It's a party, and and and, and it's there. I I don't I I don't find any drawbacks necessarily. Okay. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, you can't really tell a a a conventional story with this kind of filmmaking. Okay. That's that's not a drawback. That's just an observation. Okay. So, right. Jonathan, I thought it was I thought it was great, and that's my review. But I'm bam 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 bam. That's all, folks. Uh, Am I even allowed to say that? It's legally. I agree. I think for an animation, it's the closest medium you can get to a comic book. Live action is live action. It's going to be, it's a little more concrete in the portrayal, where the animation still gives you a little room for your own imagination, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of. Kind and of it's a more precise medium, right. because the people who are doing it, they can get the exact. Yeah. Um, physical performance of things that they want exactly. of all things so facial movements oh this person has said something and you're going to get that reaction mm-hmm. you know it is yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent control and, yeah a lot then then uh you know on yeah. location filming stuff right, like that. right yeah. where you have to play with the physical limitations even though there's a lot of cgi and, mm-hmm. and crazy effects Anyway, so that's kind of cool. It's literally seeing a comic book in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a cool experience. The animation's great. The art was awesome. Um, the the voiceover acting was was good. Like, you know, for being a cartoon, it kind of takes you out a little bit. I'm not dogging it at all, mm-hmm. but it it's hard to be dramatic in in the in the CG like in the super comic. And do you think do you think they they accomplished that in they this movie? They still they still did a great job. You know, this is spoiler, right? Yeah, yeah, spoiler. So, yeah. so you know, like the death of his uncle, mm-hmm. all that. That still came across pretty strong, and 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 this little kid's. Journey. The hit with the history lesson is yeah. taken care of in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know my story. Bitten by a spider. My uncle dies. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think you know John's pointing out that the in the in the movie, you know, the parallel from for Miles mm. losing his uncle and yada yada. 
That is a, an effective moment. That is an effective moment. Yeah. Um, I thought overall the movie was a lot of fun. I think they knocked it out of the park. For an animation, I think judging it in its medium, I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's the all-time best movie I've ever seen, but for an animation, I, I give it like an eight. Like yeah, a, it's yeah. a solid. Now, you're, you're a Spider-Man fan, right? And I love Spider-Man, yeah. And uh, and you love you're gonna love this game that I brought the PS4 Spider-Man game, <laughs> which you. I finished and I'm lending it to you. Thank you, brother. Ed. <laughs> uh, can I actually now, now can I ask you a question about that? Because again, yeah. once again, technically speaking, yeah. Spider-Man as you know him as a Spider-Man fan, yeah, isn't kind of isn't in this film. It kind of isn't about him, and yet it is all about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, Miles, right? Is the, yeah. Um, He's actually not so far away from like the real classic Spider-Man, but yeah, there are differences, and obviously, you know what? I'll say this, and I'm glad it's not like a political, crazy political thing. But they didn't, they could have went f- further on the whole black identity thing if they wanted to. First off, he's Afro-Latino. Afro-Latino. <laughs> don't don't right, ever right, forget right. that. But not the first <laughs> Latino Spider-Man. Cool. Talk about how I was nearly jumping Miguel. out of my skin at the end there. Shh, spoiler. I thought, <laughs> I thought Miguel was talking about himself. I'm like, For Miguel. secondary. Well, yeah, Miguel's yeah. had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Miguel had a breakdown. Before, before, you, before you get into what you think, Miguel. Now you no, said I, that. Well, I gotta, I gotta get. Oh, uh, oh okay. I gotta He's get not John's, done. Uh, because, uh, no, I, I'm negatives. just very curious what you said. Like, yeah, this movie is not about Spider-Man, but everything at the same time. It is, is all, all about Spider-Man. Classic Spider-Man. I want to hear what what that what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking to that, um, I love that they're breaking with these tropes or, or these original, you know, the, the way these characters were made originally. Like mm-hmm. like Aquaman is a Pacific Islander right, right. now. now you, that's he's so funny not because you hair. said you, you were happy that they didn't go into the, the his his otherness as, as a non-white character. And yet yeah. at the same time... You were ha- it is cool that he is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that this is a... And this is a fun PG animation, so yeah, I'm, they I'm not expecting... Yeah, they can get too and it's a cartoon and all that. Um, Jason but, Momoa was raised in Iowa too, man. But, uh, okay. <laughs> but to what Ed is talking about um, and, and how Spider-Man is part of all of us, it's great that they had, um, you know... Girl, girl, Spider Man, Black Spider Man, Old Spider Man. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of it kind of animal Spider Man. <laughs> it kind of broke Spider Man out into this like Spider Man is anyone who you know who gets bitten by a radioactive by spider. spider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, like but, it happens all the time. Yeah, but meta, right? You're talking about very meta. meta. Very now, meta, what yeah. uh, negatives for the film for you? Anything that you said? Ah. <laughs> By the way, we should have that. Nah. That should be just a. What did you think of the movie? Nah. <laughs> um, the only thing I would say, overall, again, I thought it was a brilliant movie. Um, the the last fight just went a little too psychedelic and, and trippy okay. for me, and I couldn't really follow how it was working, the physics <laughs> and the gravity, and and the the, the this neutron, you know, the black hole glider thing. Yeah. It got a little just like too. You thought maybe I, they got a little over their skis there. I was like, just like, I can't. Here's what we this. can do with animation, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. saying like, Ugh. they're like, just because you can do it, should you do it? And that was kind of for the last fight. It was a little silly. I, I Jeff Goldblum I, agrees with you. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and in, in another you universe, sit on the heads of giants. Uh, <laughs> I've been a Spider-Man in my universe too. You know. So. You were a fly. <laughs> completely different. Oh, that's a completely, that's a completely different, different uh, insect. 
<laughs> Flyman. Uh, any uh, and any final thoughts there? Uh, see it if you love Spider-Man. If you're a Spider-Man fan, go see it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's for friends, family, and just yeah. it's a, it's just a good time. Okay. Uh, I come to this as a guy who, unlike Ed, just loves Spidey. Yeah. He's my number three. My rankings always go: Superman <laughs> one, Batman two, Spidey Batman three, three, and everyone is at a. 3.5 underneath. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I honestly can't say if I, you know, who do I like better? Uh, do I like uh, Captain America or Wonder Woman better? I like them equally. They will all always be under the third tier of Spidey. <laughs> no right. matter how, no matter how much I... I'll have words with you later. Because <laughs> I, I'm inclined to really be on the defensive every time you go, unlike Ed. <laughs> you know, and the thing is like, the thing I, it's is, not that I don't like Spider-Man. I'm just is, saying... Is, uh, I, I just want to get this into your head is that you know everything about Spidey. Mm-hmm. You have read those books. Yeah, yeah. But you always go. I don't like his. I don't like his rogues gallery. Uh, I, I don't like his rogues gallery. Right, right. Nor but do you I. You like Spidey. You like yes, Peter Parker. And you, like you just don't like the guys he's got to fight. No, I just. And well, the other thing is also is like he's still in. Uh, like is he? He's right. still in and school. I'll, he's still struggling. Let me, he's let got me, this brain, me, you know. Let me, and let me, let me. I'll get into uh, that. Like, so that is why this film really appealed to me as an old time Spidey guy. Because you saw an aged. You saw a Spider-Man that aged with you too, and that is the thing That's in the cool, in the yeah, comics. Yeah. That was how it was for many, many, many decades. It's only the last twenty years or so that they've decided, hey, we've got to keep him almost eternally into that. Almost like they just want to keep yeah. in the comics. They just want to keep giving you the McGuire Spider-Man. And that's the problem with. And lot, it's like a just make him younger uh, to the point where Ed, you and I had this. Uh, when they had the Brown Widow on Venture Brothers, <laughs> right? <laughs> the Brown uh, Widow on Venture Brothers is this parody of Spider-Man, you know, voiced Nathan by the great Fillion Nathan Fillion, who is a meta commentary on how Spider-Man is always I mustn't, in school. Mustn't let anyone know that I that I'm <laughs> right that he's a middle-aged guy. He's still in college. It, you know, it's that sort of thing. And in the comics, <laughs> Spidey went through, he was the one character who was, you know, you compare him to Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent, where there was constant changes, there was constant growth. People who were longtime members of the cast would die completely, just get killed. And you go, how could that happen? They killed his main love interest, Gwen Stacy. From, from day from, one, from right. From day one, the, 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 what you would think is the lowest lane, and they said no, and there's a reason why that story still has resonance to this day. And is important to the character. But at some point, they kind of felt, no, we're not going to do that. And here in this film... Tragedy galore. Here in this film... That's an interesting uh, point to make. uh, Because most most superheroes, you got to go back to the origin to make them more complex. Where you're saying, they he's always deeper, yeah, but they kind of went back to actually make them simpler. Because because you know why? Because fans hate change. They don't want there to be big growth or other things. In the comics... I'm just going to get this off my chest. In the comics, they had a choice to make where we could kill Aunt May and have that be a thing that everyone has to go through and have the character struggle with that sort of loss and everything else. And instead, what they decided to do was have Peter Parker exchange his marriage to the devil so that his aunt, who has been on death's door since she first showed up, 
finally it's dies. Only natural that you're, you know, That's my point. It, but if Spider-Man is the relatable character, yeah, that make it more relatable. Then th he should be someone who goes through those events, and for the most part, that is what they did. Spider-Man went through high school. We went through with him with college. We saw him as a young man with his jobs and and all the problems that go along with that. Relationships, marriage, divorce, getting remarried. It, that is what the character is supposed to be. He's supposed to go through these. Yeah, things. he's seen some shit. I get it. Right, right. You know. So the film. I think captures that because that's the part of that Spider-Man is bad, the relatable superhero and every version in there we pretty much get at least a little bit of that a yeah. little bit of the under the hood what's going on I mean like even as I let my relationship go to poop exactly just, or yeah. or or my reaction to things and yet he's still heroic he's relatable and a real person but all of the Spider-Man characters in the film they talk about They how even give you dead Spider-Man. Right, yeah. Which, I'll, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, uh, voiced by Chris Pine. Oh, that was Chris Pine. <laughs> okay. Unlike uh, Jake Johnson, who is from the the, the one who is yeah, not dead. Schlubby right, Spider-Man. Right, Schlubby right, Spider-Man. So, they sounded um, pretty similar. They did, they they did, did sound similar to the point where I said, is that? And then, oh, Same okay, actor, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so the film uh, does encapsulate that aspect, the melodramatics and, you know, over-the-topness, but also the realness and the fun and the funny. And, and yet, again, sort of a classic version of Peter Parker is not really in this film, per se. Uh, but that is given to them, that is channeled through all these other characters. And... You know, there's pathos not just with Spider-Man. There's pathos with the villains. There's you know the usual the usual Peter Parker nonsense that happens to Miles Morales. Where again, spoiler in the film, you know, a villain turns out to be someone related to Miles. His uncle is the Prowler who's working for the Kingpin in this movie. Voiced by Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a pretty good villain. Yeah, like they, the, they 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 managed to they make the Prowler really really, yeah. uh, really effective. And, and menacing at times, and yet you still got that relationship stuff, Miles and his parents, you know, the, the growing up, which is, again, that's, you were talking, Ed, John, about how they never let him grow up, and that's, yeah, Miles Morales is a mirror of Spider-Man, of Peter Parker version of Spider-Man in that sense. Now, on top of all that, they also delivered on the action, they delivered on the humor, they delivered on being able to do something very few comic book movies are able to do. They threw me some curves um, by taking advantage of the multiverse aspect of it. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the movie um, was I, I thought as soon as uh, uh, as soon as Prowler showed up, uh, I said, "Okay, you know, we're we're going to find out who's underneath there. What's you know who the character really is." But the thing is, these characters are characters you and I have known forever, right? So we can guess if they if you introduce a character if suddenly uh, 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 you're you're watching a superhero movie and someone comes in and he says oh I Peter I would like you to meet Doctor Kurt Connors you already go up oh, okay the lizard lizard right exactly <laughs> here you like yeah yeah again a Batman movie and suddenly someone says Mister Wayne I would like you to meet one of the scientists here Doctor Kurt Langstrom okay Man Bat's gonna be in this film. Here you have a Doctor Olivia, right? That's the thing. And you go, okay, what's her angle? Yeah, what's it? And then it's like, it's like oh, oh my people God. call me Liv. Liv Olivia Olivia Octavius. Octavius. Jesus God! Okay. And it came out of nowhere, and I was like, that's great. 
that is really good. They're using, they're taking advantage of the fact that, yeah, it's a multiverse. Things are going to be similar but different. Um, the overall plot of the film is essentially that there's an alternate universe version of our Spider-Man. Uh, Wilson Fisk is looking to Yeah. In New York Pin. City, Wilson Fisk apparently in this film, uh, voiced by Leif Shriver, the Kingpin, lost his parent, lost his family, lost his wife, wife and, and his, kid. His, uh, his son Richard in a car accident after they fled during when they saw him fighting uh, Spider-Man at some point. Vanessa! And essentially... Vanessa! Just do it, John. I can already see. Just do it. Do it, John. Where's my Vanessa? (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting. I was expecting that voice. That kind of voice. Yeah, it was a different thing. I'll get into that. It's a very chill, like... And as usual, the Kingpin is larger than life. Yeah, literally. He's so literally that he's... They take advantage of, again, that you can do animated, can be these extravagant designs. But the fact that that he can fight at that level... Again, I'll talk talk about that. The fact that that he can fight at that level while in the middle of a... Yeah, an interdimensional (laughs) vortex, yeah. So, so, but the Kingpin is looking, essentially, he teams up with uh, this version of Dr. Octopus to... uh, pierce the dimensions in a man in the high castle kind of way and he wants to bring some version of his of his wife and his son back to him and in trying to do that uh spider-man of this version the peter parker spider-man of this universe gets killed in all the action now as it so happened miles morales also got bitten by a radioactive spider i wonder if that thread will be picked up because if you notice the radioactive spider that does bite him and again, I don't know Miles Morales all that much from the comics, but the radioactive spider that bites him is from was also glitching the way the other Spider-Man in this universe were glitching. They, in other words, in the story, they said, well, if you come into if you come into a different uh, dimension, you're via this method anyway, you won't last long there. You, your cells will decay, and whatever. So th- that would to me says that that spider came from another kind of uh, another universe and it doesn't really get commented on or explained so with any luck maybe that'll be a sequel sort of thing but Miles gets bitten by this radioactive spider he becomes a Spider-Man character he chance meets Spider-Man on his last day and makes the makes a promise to him that he will finish this mission stop the Kingpin's plan which could possibly you know destroy the world yada 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 and Miles meets the other spider people who have been drawn into this universe in this conflict. He's got Noir Spider-Man, Spider-Ham, Spider-Girl, spider Spider-Gwen. Um, yeah, and the, probably maybe my most favorite character in this entire thing, <laughs> Jake Johnson as... A schlubby, as schlubby, schlubby Peter, Parker, Peter Parker, because he felt to me like which I argue is a, is a Jewish uh, Peter yeah, Parker. Yeah, because right. yeah, they, I got married and you see and the you visual, see the, the, the broken Mazatov. Now I think uh, that he oh, I love the sweatpants and sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> he was really good because he was the one that made the commentary, the meta commentary on tropes and what are we doing with this and you know it's okay, all right, uh, here we are, we're hiding with the villain. Okay, you know what? We're here. It's okay. She's going to say that she can only do it in 24... She, she, she needs some time. The bad guy's going to say, you have 24 <laughs> hours to do it. And he's going to storm out of there and whatever. I, he was at, he really encapsulated for me comic book Spider-Man mm-hmm. that I've always known for. This could very well, for me, could have been the Spider-Man who didn't... 
who may after I ask? The whole, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. He, this is the Spider-Man who I think was after the whole selling my marriage to the devil. If he had not made that decision and had continued, you know, on with Mary Jane, but of course would still have issues because he's Spider-Man, and there's always going to be stupid drama and stuff, and Parker Luck and all the. And rest. when you say comic book Spider-Man, you're talking about Daily News, Silver Age. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm Spider-Man. talking about. The Spider-Man you and I grew up with from the '80s and the oh, '90s from the 80s. who went, who you know, was a photographer. Okay, but then held a job at the Daily Bugle, then, but but also eventually quit that job, mm. and he gets a teaching license, and <laughs> the, the divorce from Mary Jane, and then he gets back together with her, and da, 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 yeah. da, and, got, and he felt like that was that guy had been through that kind of stuff, and that again, <laughs> the essence of Spider-Man is that he's gonna go all through all this stuff, but eventually. It doesn't always weigh him down completely, but it does affect him. You know what I mean? There is it's not simple for him or ever easy for, for And Peter I I've Parker. never seen I've never really saw it that way, but I I get what you're saying, especially if I'm thinking of Alex Ross's Marvels where uh, not Marvels, the Earth X yeah, where yeah, Peter yeah, Parker, yeah, yeah. he's old age. He let himself go to sea and everything go, else. You know? and, uh I think that that was sort of the commentary in the film as a whole, because mm. that's all the Spider Man characters. Or kind of like, well, Miles, They, I don't think they explicitly say this, but there is this sort of like, Miles, you don't have it in it, you the way we all do. Where we all, we get we get our, our teeth kicked in and we just, we got to keep going. And there's this line that then gets dropped, that then gets dropped again later, that brought tears to my eyes and made me... Feel that they got to the and what was that essence of it? He goes to he says Miles, you're not you know you know well how will you know when I'm ready? He says you won't you won't it's a it's a leap of faith and they did this thing that resonated so deeply with me it wasn't even funny every single version of Spider Man I mean literally every single version video games movies animated TV series and in the comics there's this little thing where Spider Man's either crouching. On, he's about to leave a building and he doesn't use the door because he's Spider-Man. Mm. <laughs> and he crouches on the windowsill and the mask is on top of his head and there's this like this little breath. Even in the artwork, you see it. And he takes a little breath, puts the mask on and goes out. And I said, holy God. What they're saying is, is that's his leap of faith every time. Mm. Every time he goes out there and decides to be Spider-Man. And then it's it's shuffled because the schlubby Spider-Man who gives Miles this advice has his own arc in the movie, which is essentially he's divorced from Mary Jane. He's kind of suicidal. And a kid's film, they it's not spelled out, but let's be honest. Schlubby Peter Parker Spider-Man in this film doesn't want to go back to his own world because he feels he's a failure. He feels that... He hasn't done what it, and he and doesn't the, like his the life. The way I interpret that is, is the, uh, he's never had a chance to make that true impact, or at least believe that he's been that heroic impact. I mean, he's. I don't think so. Aside from just doing a job, because Spider Man does this. Uh, why is he Spider Man? He says because I have these abilities, and when uh, bad things happen, and I could do the things that I do, and if I don't do them, then they're then they're just gonna right, you know, right? Yeah. So and. Um, 
you know, I, I, are, you, are you done saying what I'm you're... I'm not finished you're, at you're all. You're not finished? Okay, <laughs> okay. Because, I, because I, I have things that I want to say. Right, right. So, um, all right, so so they did that. It brought tears to my eyes. Um, the essence of the character is all on screen, like I said, even though he's not really there. If I have any negatives to the film, I do think that there is... One is I do think the Kingpin is not conceived as well as he could have been. I get wanting to do different. Well, he's with him. classic kingpin. Is he? I, 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 kingpin has always been a more um, erudite voiced guy. Schreiber here has. Oh, he's very, the Brooklyn. Very, yeah, yo, yeah, man, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, yo. Yeah, I didn't quite, funny, yeah. I didn't quite buy that, but I get why you would want to make yeah. it different. Also, while his motivations are good, the villain's motivations mm. are good here. I think that, and I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I will say that this film is tilted towards Miles and the other Spider People. It's Miles and Schlubby Spider-Man's film for the most part. Mm-hmm. The villains aren't super um, developed. No. Because uh, it's cool, a situation. They're interesting, they're fun, but they're not necessarily too deep. They just went deep enough because, they again, mm-hmm. the focus is, this is Miles' story in tandem with Schlubby Peter, I think. I think those are your two, honestly, biggest characters. Now, for Miles, there is a thing that happens to him in the movie, and I thought it was great, This again, the parallels with the Parker story, with the death of his uncle, who was really the prowler working for the Kingpin. That there's this one moment where, okay, the father finds him there, that, you know, the Kingpin shoots the uncle, and Miles takes him away, the father finds Miles disguised in a Spider-Man costume over the dead, you know, the dead body. And I thought, okay, ooh, this is interesting. They're going to go with some sort of thing where his father is his J. Jonah Jameson, right? Because that's the one kind of missing parallel they had. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, they kind of just drop that. And it's like, oh, well, I'm... Yeah, I'm going like... That was one weird fumble for me. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it was a a missed opportunity. Like, you could have made this more complex... By saying, or or you know what, or dissolve that issue. It, there could have been a thing where Miles does reveal to his dad because that's another thing. It's vague. There's like an instant, yeah. There's like this instant switch. Yeah, that's yeah. suddenly okay. I don't. Yeah. So I thought that that was a little bit of a bungle on their part. And ending out the film, I had a seizure. <laughs> because oh here you got no have folks your... ladies and gentlemen he, he really came close to well you have to remember also we went to see this in a theater where we were the, we, the three of us were the only people in this theater it was a full Brooklyn movie Alpice. theater Alpine Cinema and we had the entire place to ourselves the whole auditorium and there's this post credit sequence where suddenly it's like okay, someone's talking, maybe semi-futuristic, there's a hologram, and I, I instantly, no, I said, is this Miguel? And John's next to me, and he's going, what are you, what's going on? Miguel? Miguel? I just keep going. What, what do you mean? And it, yes, indeed, yeah. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, 2099, appears in this movie in a post-cred scene that could go either way. Was it just a joke? Mm-hmm. Or was it part of the setup for a sequel? Because Miles does... Uh, obviously, I think they're setting up Miles and Gwen, right? And Gwen comes back to him through like a, a portal. She t- a portal opens above him, and she says, "Hey, Miles, let you know, yeah, want to meet up or whatever." Okay, fine. Inter- interdimensional, interdimensional booty call. Romance? Right. I don't know. 
so then the post <laughs> the post credit sequence is Spider Man twenty ninety nine Miguel O'Hara going back to see wait, wait, classic wait. Spidey. The most the, I I have to say it the tail end is the most enjoyable part of the whole movie. I wouldn't go that far, but no, it is I am because funny. because it's hilariously funny. And you want to talk about meta ed? It's <laughs> it is based off of memes. Yeah. It's meme, you know, the Spider-Man 1967 cartoon has been a big generator of uh, a subject of a lot of memes yeah, yeah. online. For whatever and Spider-Man memes are all For over, whatever the a, reason. A lot of right. them are based off of the classic And here, 2099, voiced by Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Okay. <laughs> which I didn't see that coming, and I just pulled just this up. Like, yeah, it was crazy. I, you, what, what was your reaction when you saw I that? I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's, now everything I makes would, sense. And you know what? Ed, that I would cast him. Yes, I would cast him in live action as Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. We'll get into the stunt. There is stunt casting in this, uh, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um, and then they he he ends up in uh, Earth sixty seven. Is that is well? You said whatever the case is, he ends up with the classic classic Spider Man. The one cartoon. from the Spider Man, Spider Man. Right. Yeah. And if anyone knows the <laughs> meme where Spider Man is pointing at himself. Hey, I'm Spider-Man. No, you're Spider-Man. <laughs> That's what they end up doing it. But here like, it's Don't like, point at me. pointing is rude. <laughs> pointing is rude. You're pointing at me as you say that. With J. J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Jameson like... Looking on as Spider-Man 2099 and classic Spider-Man are having this argument. Uh, overall, I have almost no real big negatives to the film. I thought it was a, a really a lot of fun. And... I hope they make a sequel. As I said when I started the review here, I there's a part of me that does feel that this started as the pilot or the first arc or whatever of a animated series. And that it just snowballed into something. You know, we got, really got something. This is really good. We could do something here. And, you know, just three days ago, they did announce that they are going to do the sequel. Um, possibly with a time jump. I kind of hope not, just because I like young miles so much at the same time voice voice actors and other things i mean animated films they take a long time to make so i could see them going mm. let's jump let's jump miles to 1819 just because ah, this and these sort of things doesn't seem like it's not a pixar production where it takes like three years to make you know this this sounds like something that they they were able to put together in a year, in about a no, year and a half's time, I think longer, really? I think it's been. Yeah, I think you got to remember. I, I think this is two thousand fourteen. No, no, that's. Uh, I'm just. I'm just reading off of the Wikipedia here. You know, like after the hacking of Sony computers, blah blah blah. blah I don't want to get into. Um, they were talking about spinoffs on two thousand fifteen, and all right, I. I give it about a, two three, years. Ed, look at that. That's no, but that's like almost like three years, close to four if you really think about it. Mm. Whatever the case. Whatever the case is, they, I hope they do that sequel, and I really enjoy it. And I hope they. This is a film that can take advantage of the sort of comic book concepts has already, um, that some other live action things haven't done, and. The film had heart. There's a lot like like uh, we we the flashy stuff. We started kind of really uh, focus on. We really even talk about some of the like the again the drama of things and um, again the, the the you know the pa- but, but you know what the I guess a lot of that stuff was also intertwined. 
because you've got schlubby Peter and he meet you know when he comes into contact with that universe is Mary Jane <laughs> and he's totally like you can see it's played for laughs but you also get it's like oh man this guy's really broken up on the inside <laughs> this guy's really broken up this is not working he's he's he feels guilty about so much thing which is Peter Parker's thing he's he's he screws up he feels guilty he he does his best to make amends yet still has a lar- you know a sense of guilt about things and they they yeah they 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 did i i think that this is a good film you can bring your kids to it yeah no definitely too, but it's not but um, it's also i don't think I, I i'm of the opinion as someone who's not a breeder ed but you know not a breeder i, I think that 80s kids films used to freak us out there's something that happened i e. think once, once once you got something labyrinth i mean labyrinth. come on man dark crystal <laughs> on and on they would give you they would give kids something and said it's not the world isn't just you know peaches and cream kids you're going to be scared sometime here's something to help you cope with that we have to show you something scary because you're going to life is going to throw scary things at you uh, so I I don't have a problem with you know the the uh, but this film ha- does have its its drama and whatnot going on in it too, and as an adult don't think that you're going to go to this and not be entertained. Uh, you won't be bored, and you, hell you may take a kid to see it because you know under the age of twelve and end up going back to see it again yourself. <laughs> um, one of the uh, uh, my closing thought is that. They gather like different types of spider people, and you have the the veteran, mm-hmm. you have the kid, mm-hmm. you've got the older guy, mm-hmm. you've got the girl, you know, you've got the animal, and all of a sudden, it, it, what's collected together is sort of like a like a Power Rangers Voltron. Uh, oh, I, I, I was I as I told you a G Force of spider of spider it's, people it's a sort of a g4 spider people <laughs> yes yes indeed and uh and they're onto a mission and it was it was really fun in that to, to, to see that to, to see that and you um, know what one of the things that this film did that um compared to other superhero movies would kind of do is notice he doesn't officially get i'm in the badass spider-man suit doing spider-man like i'm, I'm a fully fledged spidey until the end right yeah right yeah yeah but they made up for that by giving us all the other spider people before that. So you were never not without a Spidey in this mm-hmm. film. There's never like, or bored, oh, we're going to go through the training again. We're going to go through the discovery of the powers yeah. again. Because they had these other spider people there to make it like, oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this works. This works. <laughs> um, really briefly, you know, like I, I brought to John, to John, um, the PS4 Spider-Man. And which I finished, Thank you, and I and I hope you have fun with it. And you will have fun with it, which um, I cannot wait. Quickly said, it is if you enjoy the 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 Bat Arkham games, this is what you, you're gonna you're gonna like this a lot. Um, as far as the story goes, and given that it seems like we're living in an age where like there's it's spider it's Spider World all over. He's probably the most popular superhero in the world. Suck it, Batman fans, but it's the truth. If you Ed, come on. Ed, Come on. Not Ed, if you want to compare dollars. No, no. If you even if you want Come to compare on. dollars, Spider-Man sells more merchandise than Superman, The Avengers. 
oh, Batman. How are you going to measure popular? Look, no, like, yes, listen, and, and I, I don't. I'm not interested in getting into an argument with you about this, but it's I'm just saying, that like everyone, everyone. Oh, he's he is the most popular superhero in the world. Like to say, okay, if you said, oh, the Japanese know, yeah, sure, but the no, Japanese no, 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 also right. know. The Indians are into Spider Man. I Hispanics understand that. are into Spider-Man, okay? <laughs> of course, you being, a, lot, be, you, you being a you being a Latino. <laughs> but no, 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 no. He sells more overall than anybody else, and I and it's by a certain and it's a large magnitude. It's not like, oh, him and Batman are close. It's like, uh, don't get I'm me wrong. Telling you that. I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing by the popularity of Spider-Man, okay? <laughs> but like. There's a lot of Spider-Man. Well, yeah, that's there's a lot you of Spider-Man. Said, your argument is there's all this Spider-Man shit out there's there. There's all that Spider-Man stuff, you know, and that I mean, again, I I, uh, I like Spider-Man. I but I but I but like, am I a die-hard Spider-Man? No, because because there's so much stuff. Twenty ninety-nine. I have you. You z- had no idea what it was going right. on about. <laughs> Aside from you, because you who I've told you about you yeah. worked you worked in the comic book shop too, right? You know, I mean, you you've read anything everything under under the sun. <laughs> Did I choose to read everything under the sun? I right. didn't want to do that, like well, because not only they want, but who has the money, right? Who wants yeah, to? Yeah. You know, as a teenager, you don't necessarily have the cash to like Spider Gwen, right. uh, uh, who, who is yeah. a weird popular character, and I'm like, I have zero. Zero knowledge, knowledge of a Spider Gwen, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know who Spider Ham is, which oddly enough, yeah, you know, yeah. because we of knew, we what knew the... Spider Ham, but you didn't. You even didn't. You were like noir. You were like, what's this? Yeah, I didn't know what noir is. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like who 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 to thunk, right? You know, um, but uh, upon and it seems to me Spider Man is just one of those things where you can change a bunch of things up and it'll still be still be Spider Man, yeah. right? Uh, this game works with a very uh, again they change things up all the time. The story it, it involves, um, uh, yes, My- Miles Morales is in this, mm-hmm. but it involves Doc Ock and and um, uh, Harry Osborn. Mm-hmm. And yes, those two started out and they were the originators of, they, they were the two who founded Oscorp. You know, get that? So, and there's this whole convoluted story and Silver Sable's involved. The gameplay is great. Uh, I really recommend it. If again, if you love the Arkham games, but yeah, it seems to me that what, going into it, it's more than just I got my powers from a spider. Uh, Aunt May is still alive, by the way. Spoiler: she does not make it at the end of uh, 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 this video game. You know? Jesus Christ! Ed. <laughs> no, don't no no. Spoiler: No, Ed. Spo- what the hell on. did you just hold do? on? I'm not even a gamer. <laughs> I don't even play games. Why are you and losing I just, it now? No, no. <laughs> no. You man. always go. She dies here. You're like, thank you. She should. Why is she even alive? My feelings about whether or not that old woman should be alive or dead. <laughs> but doesn't matter, Miguel. No, you know why? Because she's alive in the form of Marissa Tomei. Fine. In, in, in other, Fine, in other Ed, Spider Verse. That doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't reveal things that are going to happen to a so game. What? No one who's it's out there. It yet. I just did it. I don't care, and I, I don't apologize for it. All right. Okay. Um, well, so let's wrap this all up in a nice ball of spider thread. Nice, my ass. That went out the window. <laughs> let's. Uh, overall, positive. Uh, I, I hope there is a sequel and. Uh, Honestly, I can't recommend this movie enough. Uh, go out there, watch this film. Uh, if you haven't seen it, and it's you know it's some a little over a month of release, and I think it's got pretty good legs. So I suggest to you people 
be part of giving it better legs. Go out there, uh, see this film, take a kid. If you were skeptical of it, don't be. It honestly is an incredible. Yeah, take it from a non-Spider-Man fan. Yeah, take it from a non-Spider-Man. <laughs> it's entertaining as hell. So, that wraps up this spoiler review of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, which covers your fanboy passions. I would just like to thank everyone out there who listens. Uh, I'd like to thank Jonathan Fergar, who, as always, provides us with the wonderful Pancake Studios. Here at Pancake Studios. I'd like to thank uh, the co-pilot, Edward Ng. (laughs) (laughs) Ed, uh, Ed, this is about you having hair. This luscious hair that this I have. Luscious hair, you, you son of a... Who knows? There might be a different uh, Miguelverse out there. Who... The Miguelverse at Limitless. <laughs> I hope I do end up meeting a Miguel who's got all his hairs in his 40s. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. We will be back. And until next time... To be continued. To be continued. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.